0: and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Halfman. Hey
1: everybody, welcome back to the Pure Victory Podcast. Braden here with Matt sitting across from me. Thanks for tuning in. We just want to tell you that we are so grateful to do this week in and week out, and we, we just want to thank you all for your support and listening to this and sharing it and getting the word out. Either it's uh, putting your... Your reviews on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you tune in, thank you. We really appreciate your support. And we have another great podcast today. Today we're talking about why trying harder doesn't work. I think that's a great question. Many of you right now are probably thinking, well, trying harder doesn't work. I've always been told that trying harder is a good thing. Trying harder is a way that I get ahead in life. Well, you know what? When it comes to things like addiction to pornography, we all have tried harder and fallen flat on her face. And we're going to break down what we mean by this. Why trying harder doesn't work. So Matt, give me some practical ideas about what trying harder
0: looks like. Well, trying harder is something that we do in our own strength. And and we try to encourage people to not try harder, but train yourself in godliness. Train yourself in the ways that are going to bring health and joy and freedom in your life. And so when we try harder, it's often doing things in our own strength. We're we're grinding it out on our own. We're not letting people into our life. We're going, man, I'm just gonna do everything I can on my own to beat this on my own. I'm not gonna rely on the help of other people. I'm not gonna be vulnerable. I'm not gonna share good accountability partners. I'm gonna try, try, try as hard as I can, and I'm gonna beat this on my own. Trying harder often is just doing things without God and without other people, doing things in our own that we think in our own wisdom is going to bring us freedom, but it's opposite to the way that God wants us to do things. And so um, often people think, man, I just got to quit porn, quit porn, quit porn. And that's the goal where we think the goal is never to quit porn. The, the goal is to learn who you are in, in Christ, learn your identity, learn how to get healthy. And when you take that approach and you train yourself in those ways, train yourself in the ways of God and in healthy ways the porn, the addiction, the sin will fall over to your life. And so if we have these, you know, the the trauma or the reasons why we go to porn, the 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 wrong mindset, the lies that we've believed, the deceit that's in our heart, that's in our minds, that leads us into addiction, and we never deal with that. And we just go, man, I'm just gonna do everything I can to quit porn. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grind it out. I'm gonna, you know, just try when the thoughts come come, I'm gonna try to not think about it. I'm gonna try to resist. As hard as I can, and that's the focus. You're never dealing with what's actually going on in the inside. You're never training yourself in godliness. You're never seeking health in your life. You're just trying to quit the surface behavior without dealing with actually what's going on. And so, Mm -hmm. those are a couple ways that we try hard. Mm -hmm. But there's, I think, there's a, a few more ways we can point to. There is, and I like what you said. It's a surface level endeavor.
1: We try to deal with porn addiction on a surface level. And really what this comes down to, this is more of an avoidance tactic or based in a misunderstanding too. So those two things we avoid and we misunderstand. So the avoiding thing is we might have an idea that it's going to be uncomfortable to get porn out of our lives. We understand that we're going to have to share and be honest with somebody else. But we decide, no, I'm going to pull my bootstraps up and do this on my own. I'm going to white knuckle it. I think that's going to work for me, right? Because maybe in life that has worked for us in other areas, right? We try harder and we get what we were looking for. And we do this in our lives with porn because it is shameful to us. We're we're guilt driven. We don't want anybody to know the inside, the inner life that's going on there. We think, hey, if they only knew this person only knew who I really was. They wouldn't accept me. They wouldn't love me. So Mm -hmm. there's no way I'm telling anybody about this shameful secret that I have, this dark kind of hidden thing in my closet. They're never going to know about it. So we avoid, we do everything we can to keep ahead of porn. So we'll do all these different activities, exercises, whatever else to stay ahead of porn, white knuckle it, right? And it doesn't work because we're dealing with it on a surface level. We don't understand then too that porn has a noose around our neck. An addictive noose as Ted Roberts puts it. Great guy that we really appreciate his ministry and pure desire. But that's the way he puts it. There's a noose around our neck of addiction. And if we don't understand that we deal with things on a surface level. And we will never get free. And then that's where we try harder, right? That means that we do everything we can to not think about it. You know, we, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Well, you end up looking at porn because you're still focused on it on a level, right? You're just focused on the surface and you can never break free or have freedom of any kind if that's the way that you're
0: engaging with this. It's just not going to work. Yeah, some people rely so heavily on accountability blockers, accountability software, man, this is going to be the solution. I've never done this, now I'm going to do this and I'm finally going to get free from porn and they don't go any deeper and and change the way they think and look at hard issues and put up boundaries with other people and stuff like that. So the accountability blocker is like gonna be the thing and then it doesn't work. And it's like, oh, well, I tried that, right? And we're saying, don't try. That's part of a training program, so to speak, right? (laughs) Right. It's one of the elements to it, but it's definitely not the key element. And so we try these things that, that just don't work and we go, man, eventually I'm just getting so tired of trying. Yeah. You feel so defeated when you're trying your own strength over and over and over again. And so then you think, man, I just got to repent more. Like, God, I'm never going to do this again. Yeah. I'm never going to do it again. I'm sorry that I did that. I never want to do it again. And you end up doing it again. and you, And then you go like, man, I should pray more. I should read the Bible more. And you're praying and you're reading the Bible. With this covering of like, I need to pray and read the Bible to get free from porn. And I know that I did that. I know no other people do that where I would be like, man, I haven't opened the Bible for like three weeks. I've been watching porn. I'm sick of it. Yeah. I need to read the Bible more. And I do it with my motivation being I want to get free from porn. That should never be the motivation. No. That's, that's an element of trying hard, doing, trying to do the right things to get free from porn, but doing it with the wrong motivation, doing yeah. it with the wrong motive yeah and so we're not saying don't pray and don't read the bible we're saying do that to know god do that to like open up your life and your heart to him not just about pornography but about everything like worship him genuinely for who he is in your life and learn who you are in his view and who he thinks you are what he says about you like read the bible for that to know him better not just to try to quit a sinful action (laughs) because when we do that then we're actually training ourselves in godliness Versus trying to not quit a certain sin. And it's so much more effective. Right. It's
1: that mentality of God. If I scratch your back, you'll scratch mine. Right. <laughs> yeah. If I read the Bible, that means you got you to get this out of my life, God. And that's not going to work because we're doing it with the wrong motivation. Our motivation is wrong. And our focus is still just tunneled in on getting porn out of our life. And that's what it means to try harder. We do everything we can to not deal with it in God's terms. God has given us a way to deal with this. And first, it's receiving him and intimacy with him. And he tells us who we are and who he is. And we grow in that. And out of that truth, our lives change. But we do it the reverse. We, kinda, we, we put it in our terms where, well, I'm only going to give you this much of myself, God, because I don't want to give him the whole thing because it's too hard. It's too difficult. And then what happens with this approach is funny. I mean, you've seen it too. People are so tired so yeah. exhausted and defeated, yeah. when they try harder on their own terms, they get cynical and jaded. And eventually they think that God's not with them. They think that all of these other things, they don't work like accountability software, accountability uh, as a whole. They're like, well, I tried that. It didn't work. And now they're cynical. Their hearts you know, hurt. They're jaded. They're hard to it. And they just resign themselves to the fact, well, I'm going to have this in my life forever. So I'm going to give up. I'm just going to wallow in this for the rest of my life. And we see that time and time again with people. They're just so beaten down and defeated. Often it's because they've been doing this in their terms and they're trying harder instead of trying smarter. God's given us a way, And if we try to do it in our own strength, though, whenever something comes our way in life, you know, our strength strength is sapped because our strength only goes so far right? We only have so much of it. And if we do it in our own strength, we're going to be disappointed time and time again. We have to do it in God's strength. We really do. And that is so key because if you think that you can do this on your own, alone, behind closed doors and just come out of your house uh, at some point fully free from this because you did it on your own, how is God involved in that? He's not. You've done it on your own. And you know what? It doesn't work. You've done it on a surface level. And you haven't had a whole healing, a whole heart healing of your whole person that God wants. He wants all of you. He doesn't want just this one little behavior in your life that, I know it's not little, but it's something that, you know, it dominates our life. But God wants more than just this one area. He wants
0: all of us. And sometimes we just don't get it. Yeah, and so like you're saying, it's not impossible to get free from porn by trying hard. You can. You can have periods of freedom. You can have a few months or even a few years where you're free from porn by trying hard. The danger and the deceit is that you're a sitting duck when the storms of life come, when the yeah. trials of life come. Like in Scripture, it talks about those two houses. A wise man builds his house on a, on the foundation of a rock. The foolish man builds on sand. And when the storms come, the one built on sand falls apart. But what about when the storms don't come? What about when life is good, when it's just a sunny day? Both houses look beautiful. The windows are glistening, like doors are clean, there's no dust, like they both look great. But when when you try hard to quit porn, but you've not trained yourself up in godliness, when you're not actually healthy, you haven't dealt with heart issues, when you haven't renewed your mind to a point of health, you've just tried hard and you've resisted with all your might, not with the Lord, but on your own you might get free for a period of time, but when the storms of life come, you're going to fall right back into it. And that's what I did for two and a half years. I was free, not quite two and a half years. It was two years and three months free from pornography. And not once in that whole time, did I consider, man, I'm like, I'm still vulnerable. I still got to grow. And so one of the scariest things that we hear is, uh, and people have said this to both of us, Brad and I, is that that, oh, you, you'd you be proud of me. I've been free for two weeks or I've been <laughs> free for, for three months or I've been free for a year even. And it's one of the scariest things to me because when I hear that, I always now challenge the person. Say, like, are you growing? <laughs> like, yeah. are like why are you free? On probably 80, 90% of the times when people say that, they say, well, I i I haven't really been tempted in this whole time. Well, if you're not tempted, of course you can be free. I want you to be able to go through temptation every single day and stay free. Mm -hmm. But you can only do that when you're not trying, but you're actually training yourself in godliness. And so there's a scary thing in trying hard and getting free. And the other thing is you stop growing. So if the goal is to get free and you try in your own might, to get free. Well, once you're there, you don't put any more work in. Where the Lord is like, continue in this process of growth, like strive for purity, strive for holiness. Like He wants us to just strive in the things that are godly, not just strive in the things of mm-hmm. of sin and to get free. Mm-hmm. It never says in Scripture, try out, try with all your might to get free from sin. <laughs> it says, crucify the flesh and now grow in the things of godliness. Right. Well
1: said. And you know, there's such a thing as being a dry drunk. Right. There's people that their focus uh, is strictly on getting rid of the act and like you're talking about, God wants more of our heart and living out what it means to be intimate with him and receiving that and, and walking in that. But we cannot look at porn and still be unhealthy. Even if it's been two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, maybe a year. Yeah. If we aren't getting growth in our life because we're leaning into God and doing what He's called us to, as far as knowing who we are and knowing who He is and living out of that truth, then we are at risk. We really are. And you know what? The enemy's smart, he'll wait, he'll wait you out. You know, you think you're strong. Your strength only lasts so long, and then really you get prideful. Hey, I haven't looked at porn in a year. That's you know. Right. And we would say, good, great for you. That's awesome. We're so proud that that's where you are. But what is tomorrow look like for you? That's what right. is it the next day? You have to be moving into God, getting help always. And if we don't have that understanding, then it simply becomes about getting a specific behavior out of our life. And if that's the only area that we we deal with, then we are a dry drunk. We really are. We're not getting the help that we need and we're not getting the healing. And the, the, the key, though, is to have better understanding about this. And we're not saying that, like Matt's saying. You need to try. There is effort here. But trying in the right way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Trying harder means doing it on our terms. Mm-hmm. Trying it the right way is God's terms. Mm-hmm. I think doing it in God's terms is better. That's how we both experience freedom. Yeah. I've done it for years in my terms. Man, it was a terrible (laughs) (laughs) trip over myself, trip over myself. And I just felt so bad about myself. My understanding of who I was and my world was so messed up and I didn't like being there, but I didn't know what to do. And I was just so frustrated. I think that many of you out there would echo that statement. You're just frustrated and beaten down. Well, there is a way that God has for us, but it means that we have to give up doing it in our way and that's tough it is it's hard
0: yeah we don't want the glory when we get free we want God to get the glory we can try and we can we can get free for a bit and then we get the glory we get prideful I know this from my experience like I made great decisions I got free I did this and I get the glory but what happens then when I fall Mm -hmm. because if we're not giving God glory ultimately we're going to fall we're on shaky ground And so then I'm like, oh, I was good. Now I'm bad because who I am is based on what I've done. Mm. But actually, if I give God the glory, which now I've learned to do that in my in my successes and victories, I'm like, man, Lord, you got me through like you got me through that temptation last night, like you're the one. And now it's like, man, I I had a role in that, like I was able to turn to him and call him and, and partner with him. But he's the one that gives me the strength to get through. And so it's so much more freeing and. Like scripture says, enter into his rest, like live in rest. And like, it's not like this big, long battle anymore. It's like God can come in and get us through that battle. And so to give an analogy, I played hockey growing up. And I remember the first trainer that I ever had, I was about 15 years old. And he looked at my body and he did something that was different than I'd ever done because I'd had workout programs before where it was like a standard workout program and go and, you know, exert all your effort and do this thing in the gym and and you're going to get stronger. Well, I went to this high end trainer that trained Olympians. He was a former Olympian. He knew what he was doing. And before he gave me a program, he examined my body. He examined the way that I moved. He had me move my arms, my, my, uh, my feet. He had me run. He had me jump. He had me walk forwards, backwards, sideways. Like he examined every part of me. Hmm. And at the end, he said, there's something wrong with your hips. And you're not walking in the way that you should. You should be more flexible. Your stride is short. And it's causing damage to your, to your hips and to your groin and to your back. And so you need to go get that fixed. And he gave me a certain kind of therapy to go get the hips worked on. And once I did that, then he was like, okay, now I'm going to give you a different training program than than I would have given you otherwise. Because if I gave you a training program without dealing with your hip issue, you might put all of your effort into your training and get to like 70% of your potential. But by doing that, when you have an injury in your hips, you're actually going to do even more harm to the injury in your hips and you're mm. never going to live at your potential. Wow. So he was like, I need you to train in a specific way to deal with what's going on beneath the surface rather than ignoring that and just try in, your, in the gym, try on the ice, try with all your might. Wow. And so once I dealt with the hip issue and then he gave me a training program to first get healthy and then once I was healthy to continue on in in growing and training, well then I was able to, to skate faster and more agile and with wow. more balance and core strength than I ever had before. And I remember the following training camp, guys are like, oh, Kleiner, you've been skating faster this, this year than we've ever seen. And I attributed it right back to that trainer going, I don't want you to try harder until you're on a proper training program dealing with what goes on beneath the surface. And it's the same thing with porn addiction, where we've got to train ourselves in the right way. And so we want to talk about what does practically training ourselves look like? Like, what is it to effectively train ourselves in godliness when we're in the midst of porn addiction when we're in the midst of masturbation or lusting whether it's just thoughts it might even just be thoughts what is it if we want to conquer that what does it look like to train ourselves mm-hmm. effectively mm-hmm.
1: and i love that story and we're going to get into the practical stuff because it's so important but really we have to gain understanding that like what i was saying we have to train in the right way and usually we want quick fixes right we want quick wins and we'll we'll move in that way and unfortunately, though, like if you never got your hip dealt with, yeah. you wouldn't have experienced being the best hockey player you could be and, and achieving what you need to achieve and training properly. Yeah, and Seems it was
0: terrible. The, People yeah. pressing on my hips and like getting their thumb in there. Like, <laughs> it, oh, it hurt terrible. Yeah, it, hurts. It, it always hurts going through the process, but it's so necessary to get healthy. Yeah, that's
1: right. And you know what? Going through the process of doing this right isn't comfortable and there are painful moments. But you know what? It's so much better to do it this way in God's way. And part of it is we have to get some understanding. We've been told time and time again that you just need to try harder or do these certain things that, you know, like maybe read your Bible more, pray more. Like we said, they're great. But if we do it without proper understanding, we're spinning our wheels. We're not getting uh, the right training that we need. And before we get into that practical stuff, to give us some framework, I mean, Pure Desire Ministries really like what they do. But they put it this way, Ted Roberts did, that we need to understand the noose of addiction. And I'm not going to go fully in depth in this, but there's a few things we need to understand is that we have a certain mindset. We believe some things that aren't true about ourselves, that you're worthless maybe, you're defeated, you have no value, and that you're alone. That's a mindset that we have. And we have a root usually. There's something in us or in our past that causes us to go to porn. Maybe it's just the way we cope too with life. We learn that's how we cope as well. But there's something that happened in our past um, or Things that happened in our past that have led to these acting out in this way. And then we have a lifestyle that we, we have around porn that we have built up. That's addictive lifestyle to keep these rituals and this this cycle going and going and going and going. And we don't even realize it's running in the background. It's like a program running in the background of our laptop, right? We don't see it, but it's the same thing in our life. Not only that, we have kind of a, a covering in our life of lies, like denial, delusion. We blame others or blame even ourselves sometimes. There are all these different things that we do that keep our mindset wrong. So we have to understand there is an addictive noose around our life. And until we get that, you just we're just not going to move forward. But we need to deal with the practical, how, how to train effectively with that understanding of this. You know, there's an addictive noose in our life. And... The practical ways that god is calling us to train to get free have that understanding if we don't have that understanding well you know again we're probably gonna end up moving more towards the the performance aspect right of doing it on my own yeah so let's learn correctly where we're at and then what are the things that we
0: can do to train effectively yeah so over and over god it says hey come to me i want to give you the strength i want to take your burden i want to i want to give you grace i want you to know how much i love you like He's always calling us to him. And and what do we do with sin? We always go away from him. We sin, we feel shame, we feel guilty. We go, how could I pray to God and ask him for anything in my life? How could I ask him for help? Like, he's probably mad at me, right? And so that the training aspect is not to just try hard to get get porn out of your life. Train yourself in godliness means what does the Bible say and let's do it. Hmm. And, and so, like in Hebrews 4, it says that, that we can that we can boldly approach the throne of grace with confidence. And so to train somebody, I like to take somebody, go, what do you feel after you you act out, after you watch pornography, masturbate, sin, hook up with somebody, think about somebody too long, whatever it is, when you're feeling guilty, what do you do? Hmm. Do you run away or do you go to God and then open up your heart to him? Do you talk to him about like what's actually going on? Do you just repent and be like, okay, I did that and then let's move on. Like, I can't talk to God about other things. Or are you so set in understanding like, no, no matter what I've done, he sees me, he accepts me, he craves time with me. I could watch porn for, for like an hour And then within five minutes after I've done, I go to him, I repent. I'm like, oh man. And he like craves me so much. He's like, I love spending time with you. Hmm. But we don't think that, right? And so to train ourselves in godliness is like, what does scripture say? Do I do it? Well, not really. I I go away from the Lord. I don't go to him. I don't feel like I'm worthy. But it says that I am. So training is always hard, right? You got to you got to tear the muscles you got to do bicep curls like brad and you should see his arms he does curls all the time (laughs) and (laughs) and so he knows like his muscles have been torn lots like it's a painful process to to build muscle but you got to do what's painful what's uncomfortable what's not natural in order to get stronger and so when we don't feel comfortable going to god or we don't feel like it's our natural response We have to just push through that feeling and be like, I know that that's what God is wanting me to do. I want to be spirit led versus guilt led or shame led. And so train ourselves in doing sometimes the hard thing that we know is the right thing that God is calling us to. Mm -hmm. And part of living that out too is, you know, as, as we're being strengthened by
1: God and getting the strength and source for him, you know, the beautiful thing that God does in our life is he allows us to have opportunity to live out what he's calling us to. And He never leaves us alone in that. And often He teaches us through life. He he allows us to go through some things so that we build that resiliency. We build perseverance. And that's because He loves us. And then we have an opportunity as we're reading what He's speaking to us in the Bible that comes into us and it becomes part of us. And then we live that out. And the opportunity to live it out usually comes in regular life. David, for instance, Great example, right? Like he had opportunity to come to face-to-face with a lion and a bear when he was shepherding those sheep. And he dealt with them, and that was to prepare him for eventually when he would face the Goliath of life for him. That He went through a few things before he faced Goliath. Yeah. didn't start with Goliath. That wasn't the beginning of his story. Right. And it's the same thing for us in life. You know, As we're going through this, God enables us to live this out the Holy Spirit works in our life in a way so that he's teaching us as we walk forward and he never leaves our side. He's always there with us, teaching us, helping us. And that's really part of it. It's not just about reading words on a page. This is living. It's, it takes root in us and it strengthens us. And then we grow and we become more like God in the sense of you know, living this out and following his example. And I think that's really key. You know, When we have all these lies built up about our identity, about we're worthless, we're no good. How do we ever move past that with that mindset? And God tells us something completely different about who we are and who he is. If we have a better understanding of that, then our stance in life is so much healthier. If we're beaten down already just in our mindset, we're never going to be able to take step one, step two, step three. You know, we have to understand who we are. And that's so key about training. We have to get a grasp of that. And that's so key, right? I mean, right, yeah. I I just I think when I look at David in that example, I mean, sometimes we miss these things, these little little things in scripture that just have such weight behind it, but we just miss it. But it's part of the story, his story, God's story, and what he did in his this this child's life to become a man. Yeah. And I think that's that's kind of what what happens for us too is you know, we do face trial, that's okay though. You know, God's gonna help us through it. So even though you think porn is this big Goliath in your life there's little things that he trains us in even throughout our day that may not have nothing to do with porn but it's part of our addictive lifestyle that he wants us to break free from and he's going to teach us as we
0: we take this in yeah i love what you talk about with david and i'm reminded when you're talking about the verse that says when whenever you face trials of any kind consider it pure joy like what like oh i love hardships like oh man it's just pure joy when hard things happen to my life like no but training yourself in godliness is going like how can i have that perspective Mm -hmm. he's literally telling me to consider this pure joy i don't feel joy right now how like go to god like how can i have joy in this situation give me your perspective on this how should i be viewing this when scripture says to be thankful in all things and thankful for for everything in your life and in ephesians and first thessalonians it says that in colossians 2 it says when you're rooted you're overflowing with thankfulness How can I be thankful in everything in my life? Train yourself in that. Train yourself to to say thank you. Train yourself to have joy, to laugh at things, to smile. Train yourself to praise God in the hard times. These are things that if we can learn how to do this, why would you ever have to go to pornography to escape something if you're feeling pure joy, <laughs> yeah. right? If you're knowing how to be thankful when when somebody persecutes you, when you feel offended and you're just so thankful to God for everything that you're learning in that moment and for everything that he's given you and all the promises he has for your life and all the things he said about you. If you're thankful for those things in the midst of someone rejecting you, persecuting you, offending you, you don't have to go to pornography to feel better because you feel good because you're thankful. And so these are things that when you read scripture, you go... Am I living this? How can I train myself in this to to have the perspective that God wants me to in this hardship? Because typically the hardships are the times that lead us to temptation, to pornography, or we could even just consider the moment of temptation a hardship. And so when temptation comes, how could I be thankful? Man, Lord, thank you that that you've given me a sex drive and Mm. that you also give me the Holy Spirit to empower me to steward this correctly. And that this is just a momentary thing, this feeling of temptation, and you'll get me through and I'll grow closer to you in the process. And I thank you that I'll see your work in my life. And you just continue to train yourself in these ways that scripture wants you to, to think, to, to speak, to have a certain perspective on a situation. Yeah. And it's so much better, hey, than when temptation comes. You're like, well, oh, don't think about this. Yeah. I don't want to think about porn. And you like panic. Doesn't and all work. of a sudden you're yeah. like, oh man, I'm right back into it. Yeah. And so this is the difference between trying and training. And even like it says in scripture in First Samuel 30, that David was feeling kind of oppressed stress and it says and he strengthened himself in the Lord and one of the first things he did was he went to God and said like how do I how do what do I do here like what do you Mm -hmm. want me to do and and so if we can train ourselves to strengthen ourselves in the Lord right away go to him ask for advice ask for his leading it's so so powerful Mm -hmm. to do that and this changes the way we think right the
1: way what we're thinking upon instead of don't think about porn you're filling your mind with good and you know so many people when they're dealing with porn they want it gone like that, right? Yeah. Oh, you really heard that snap. <laughs> you really want it gone. And I get that. I did the same thing. That snap but... was loud because of the big arms. <laughs> <laughs> they're twigs, people. They're twigs. Uh, but anyways, the idea of keeping porn out of your mind, it doesn't work because, I mean, if, if I was to tell a group of people in a room, don't think about a black cat, they're going to think about a black cat, right? they'll try their hardest. But if I just give the power of suggestion, right, they're going to think about it. Same thing with porn. So you have to fill your mind and renew your mind. And that's what this is a training. For those that are pragmatic out there, this is really about creating new neural pathways in your brain. God wants to renew your mind. And what we're telling you has a pragmatic effect on us, a practical effect on us. God knows this, why? Right? That's why he says, renew your mind, mm-hmm. you know, fill your mind with him. Fill your mind of thoughts of God, of what he's doing in your life and who he is and who you are in him. Why? Because that's how you start to rewire your brain. Our brains have been wired for a lifestyle and addictive pattern that often we don't get that. We think that, oh, well, it's just a spiritual or moral issue. And sure, it is. But you have to understand, too, that you physiologically and spiritually as well, but you you've been rewired to live a certain lifestyle of going to porn. So, you know, renewing your mind really is key. That's an important thing. So that's what Matt's talking about, really, and training yourself in that. Another really pragmatic component of this is we have to do this in community with people. We can't do it alone. We need accountability. And we, if you want to learn more about accountability, go to one of our podcasts. We talked about accountability, great podcast about it. But it's so important to invite others into this. And one of the things that we miss out on, this is the practical component. Whatever accountability we have, we need to have 100% honesty. If you're not honest, if you even hold 10% back, 10% is going to grow back to 100% of a problem. You know, if you only deal with 90% of a problem, that 10% will come back full 100% eventually again because you haven't dealt with the full issue. You have to deal with 100% and that's why you need 100% honesty. We're talking past, present, and whatever's going on in your life and during those seasons. You need to be honest. And I know that's scary. We think that people won't accept us if we share every dirty secret we have, right? But you know what? It's not true. And accountability, one of the beautiful things that I encountered was love and acceptance in an accountability structure and relationship where people heard everything about my life, my past, all the dirty secrets that I had, and they accepted me because it was done with God and Christ as the center of that accountability structure. And that's what he does for us. He doesn't reject us because of what we've done in our past or what maybe we haven't done either. So you need to be completely honest and you need to have accountability where it expects expects freedom, I get victory. You need to have that. If you're just doing it as something that you heard you need to do once without any expectation out of it, well, that's, that's all that you're going to get.
0: Right. Like find somebody who absolutely expects that you'll be free. That's, right. You that standard. Yeah, that's exactly. right.
1: That's the standard that we need to have. So accountability is one of the practical things that you need to have and invite into your life. Even though it's uncomfortable, we challenge you with that. Do that because that is a huge step in moving towards training effectively.
0: Yeah, I mean, Scripture says to confess our sins to God, but also to one another and to restore one another or restore the person who is stuck in sin. And like that's God's design. It's it's training ourselves in godliness is like, what does God say about how to live? And let's do that. Mm hmm. Even when it's hard and uncomfortable, that's training, that's building muscles, that's becoming better, it's becoming more godly. And that's going to be the key to getting free and staying free forever, living this purpose-filled life that's, that's so powerful and so full of joy. So, And even like you're saying, there's a neurological component to it. Like when we choose joy, when we choose thankfulness, mm-hmm. our brains release chemicals and hormones that counteract the the desire that our brains are calling to be fulfilled when we're calling for for pornography. So if our our brains are calling for feel-good chemicals and we get that through porn, when we choose joy and thankfulness, our brains feel those feel-good chemicals already. Like they're already released. And so that's a healthy way of release. And so it literally changes our brain. This is God's design is so crazy. Mm -hmm. It changes our brain for health when we do what the Bible says. Yeah. So
1: true. Well said. So if you want to hear more about some of these other things broken down more, listen to some of our past podcasts. They really break down some of these things, but we do need to train effectively. We need to train in the right way. And that's really key about what it means to not try harder anymore, but try smarter, try God's way. So we really appreciate you all listening and thanks for tuning in and we will look forward to seeing you guys next week.